Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. As we are recording, the Finns have just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, meaning we've lost twice to two winless teams. So I am in a surly mood. Just warning you. Joining me for this chaotic crusade through DC comic books are my friends from across the big pond. It's a random dude, Josh. And Matthew, Nightlight ninety five. Hello. What is up? I'm I'm sorry to hear about that that very salty loss to no, I'm not to yeah, win this teams. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much chewing neither if you are. So you know, if only I had time for another Jeopardy, then then that, that would have you know settled my mood out. But no, <laughs> no, no Jeopardy this time. Matthew has been saved, saved from Jeopardy. I, look, look, you say save, but I know for a fact I would have beaten all of you in Jeopardy last week. Really? There yeah. Is no, there is no way you know Jason Todd's original parents killers. Not a single Not chance. a single. Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. Let's <laughs> Who, was Who was it? Who was it? I shouldn't have to say. Ah. I shouldn't oh, have to oh, say. Oh, oh. So, this is, so this guy, this guy is like giving it all this. Yeah. He's listened to the pod already. And he still doesn't know. Oh, right. Okay, Look, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> I'm glad you could join us this week. Well done, man. Well done. All right. So, um, truth be told. By the way, it was Killer Croc. Yeah, well looked up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag don't use Google. Um, all right. Okay. It's the, Bing. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Google is uh, just for us old timers. All right, okay. Google is the Google is the page that I use for our streaming, and then Bing is my backup search engine. <laughs> All right, okay, cool. Where to? Where uh, shoot yourself in the foot? There, brilliant. Yeah, good work. Um, okay, so once I start digging, I might as well just keep going. Yeah, yeah. 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 Make sure really... to put in. Make sure to put in your AOL CD so yeah. you get another free hundred and seventy minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Hold up, my uh, dial-up connection is going out. Keep, keep, keep digging, you might hit Australia. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> right. Believe it or not, we, had, we are not the hottest thing that has been over the internet this week. Um, a little thing called DC Fandom occurred. Um, gents, have you managed to cast your eyes over the trailers and the hints and teasers of what's yes. their head? Oh, all right, yes. all right. So, what, Josh? We'll start with you. What is your big take? What's your fave? Um, you know, it, it's a tie between. It's a three-way tie between, obviously, getting the the new Batman trailer mm-hmm. with with uh, Pattinson. It's not just a signal; it's a warning. <sighs> I know we get, we get more <laughs> awesome quotes. It's great, um, and then all we have to do is combine that with the Bale voice and. It's not just a it's a war. You know, we Where are the other dead toy? We got the Flash trailer, which mm-hmm. that was probably the most exciting one out, out of all of them for me. Okay. Um, not just because we hear Batman, we hear Michael Keaton's Batman, but seeing uh, Ezra Miller's new Flash suit, Mm-hmm. Was something I thought was really cool to see, um, but just everything around that was was just really awesome and exciting to see. Um, and then the Black Adam teaser, 
Oh. Okay. You know, being able to to see Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, obviously not in costume yet, but seeing him there, uh, we know Hawkman will be in there. Seeing Black Adam, just spoiler, if you guys haven't seen it, pause this, go watch it, come back. It's a couple <laughs> minutes. But spoiler seeing Black trailer, Adam... It doesn't give anything away. Right? right. But seeing Black Adam just grab that guard and then just shock the shit out of him, <laughs> like, it totally had a Mortal Kombat feel. That that move needs to be an injustice, both on console and mobile. Well, that, that one's for you, Johnny. Woo! They talk about Injustice Three, aren't they? At the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you mobile Injustice fans, Injustice Two is going to be called Injustice, whatever. Injustice, the first game is going to get discontinued. So Injustice. No yeah. So unfortunately, you're going to have to you're going to have to save all your pennies for all the. Buy content that goes on on there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. So the, those them. are the three. The three that really caught my attention. Um, okay. In kind of the the behind the scenes for Aquaman was also fun. Yeah, something yeah. fishy about that. Mm. Uh, uh, dolphins, seahorse, <sighs> sharks. M- Matthew. Save me, <laughs> save me from this uh, this trench, this sea trench. I seem to have dug for myself. Oh, I can't <laughs> save you much because I'm right there with you, bud. Uh, so I'm, I the only thing that I've seen from the DC fandom because I've I've been because it's it's been kind of a rough week for me uh, between work and uh, personal life. So okay. I haven't really been included much in this past week with all the things going on. Uh, but I did get to see the Black Adam trailer and the Batman because I, those popped up on my on my feed for YouTube and I was like, gotta watch these. And that's pretty much all I know dropped from the DC fandom. I saw where um, I saw where they posted the uh, behind the scenes for Aquaman, mm-hmm. but it still had a picture of a certain female actress in it. And so I didn't. As long as she, if she's in the movie, I really don't care about the movie. Okay, cool. I saw the same picture, and I, I had the same sort of reaction. I was like, "Wasn't she fired from this? What's yeah. going on?" I don't understand. I was under the impression she had been fired from from the casting. Yeah, but um, if she's still going to make an appearance in the movie, I have no interest in okay. watching. For anyone who has no idea what we're um, talking about, why don't you Bing? Or Google, Dang or it, uh, or DuckDuckGo. Uh, you know, ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Maybe he might know uh, <laughs> what the hell we're talking about. Um, and I'm sure you'll find out if you yep. take uh, Aquaman actress and then yep. you see what sort of stuff happens. So there you go. Um, for me, um, yeah, the Batman was all right, and yeah, the Flash was all right. A lot going on in the Flash. Um, mm. For me, I think my two favorite takeaways, you might be a little bit uh, surprised by this one, is I liked the Catwoman Hunted trailer, mm, the animated yep. movie. Totally different style to what we've seen before. A lot of manga in there. Um, the, she sounds fun. And yeah. of course, we get, we get another reiteration of Batwoman, which is always good, good for grins. Um, and the other one was the Court of Owls teaser for Gotham Knights. Yes. 
That was absolutely... I, I am super excited for that game. With with all the different characters in there, obviously they're showing the different characters you can play and how they might interact with the story and how the story would different if you play like as Batgirl or if you play as Robin or as Nightwing. To be fair, they're the only three characters you ever want to use. <laughs> there's, there's, other, other than that, you might as well play Jim Gordon for all the good. Yeah, he's dead in it. So that tells you. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, I saw that one coming. <laughs> I saw that one coming like a mm. dolphin's loss. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, um, that's pretty much that's that's pretty much where I took. Um, you know what? I think I always I say this about some of the comic books and some of the story ideas that come up. I can't believe we're getting the Flash in the multiverse film, and then we're getting Spider Man in the multiverse film. In the multiverse film, mm-hmm. and it's like in the same year. It's like, dudes, come on. Yeah. Share, share share the one brain cell you have between you and come up with something else, please. But yeah, the uh, the one that surprised me that's even getting a movie on its own was Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the only the only highlight of Peacemaker from Suicide Squad that I enjoyed was him talking about him eating a whole bunch of dicks. Well. So are we to, just gonna get a two hours of him eating a bunch of dicks? Well, to be no, fair, the peace, <laughs> the peace Baker movie, I didn't see that coming. No, <laughs> didn't see that. Coming. <laughs> 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 oh, That's it. I'm out. End <laughs> <laughs> of the podcast, everybody. Thank you for coming. <laughs> We're here all week. Don't get tippy waiters. Oh, waitresses. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised there was no more Batgirl stuff because you know she's coming to HBO. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I, but, I, I um, did find it interesting that 2022 is going to be the year for DC movies. I wonder if this is the year that Two Face is going to be on a lot. Maybe instead of the Joker, that'd be cool for a change. I, I'd, I'd be, be cool. okay with that. Maybe yeah. they'll finally cast Danny DeVito as the penguin. Um <laughs> Yeah, don't you think he'd be make a great casting for the penguin? Danny DeVito as the penguin. Yeah. You mean again? Uh, that's been done. Batman oh, returns. Well, yeah, you're right. I forgot. Look, I forgot. Uh, oh man! I forgot about that. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you look at you look at next year. So we've got the Batman, Black uh-huh. Adam, the Flash, mm-hmm. Aquaman two, and then Shazam, uh, Force of the Gods. To be fair, I'm not I'm not all that about Shazam. Like, I'm I'm just not. I mean, there at that point we're gonna get black. We have to get Black Adam in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we get um. Hope we get some canary and Batgirl. Yeah. When that comes out. I'm looking forward to the Harley Quinn cartoon show uh, when that returns for season three. Yeah. Um Back the Harley the Harley Quinn TV show has done something that I never ever thought would happen. It's made my wife like Harley Quinn. It's like if you're not caught up on season two, spoiler alert. My wife was clearly upset when she didn't think that they were going to get together. She was like, Oh, Harley loves her. I'm like, Yeah, no, isn't it cool? Yeah, well, but that's how it's been in the comics. Her favorite, um, her favorite character other than Harley was uh, Psycho Pirate. So, oh yeah, oh, oh she calls it. Who's the little funny bearded man? I was like Josh. 
because knowing the character, I was like, oh yeah, that's Cyber Pirate. <laughs> Mrs. H, if you're listening to this, if you could please just take a bottle of Dr. Pepper and just slap him across the face for me, that group, that'd be great, please and thank you. Cool, yeah. If you wear that special outfit as well, that'd be really that you know, at least I get some out of that as well. Cheers. Yeah, wear wear a red hood brazier. Yes. <laughs> as well as he's got fishnets. To be fair, I don't she, care. He puts on she, the red hood helmet, the jacket, yeah, yeah, yeah. the camo okay. shirt, and then long fishnets. Tell you what, hey, Matthew, my wife, do you think he'd actually like Red Hood after my, that? My wife, if my wife mm. wore that outfit, Jason Todd would still be the biggest tit in it. Uh, <laughs> that was just rude. <laughs> oh, uh, that, that was right, good. That let's was keep, good. It was good. Let's, it was let's good. Keep, let's was... keep the rest of things. It's time to get into the <laughs> comic books. <laughs> all right. So, um, as you all know, Matthew was uh, uh, MIA mm-hmm. last time. Um, so, as, as his penance. Yeah, I've we, got. We, we, we have selected a book for him. So, let me do the intro. Josh, you got the pick? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This is Wonder Woman, The Adventures of Young Diana Special, written by Jordi Belair, who you may recognize as the colorist, but she has been doing a lot of written work over at ITW on, um, was it Angel? No, Buffy. Buffy. And she also did a lot of work with Red Sonia Vampy for Dynamite. Mm-hmm. You've got Polina Gnauchal, or whatever, uh, as art. Kendall Good as colorist. I wonder if she was getting earache from Georgie Belair about the colors. And then you've got uh, Becca Carey on letters, who's a name who you will have seen pop up recently on lots of different books. Matthew, the stage is yours, my friend. The stage is mine. All right. Well, so you say this book was a penance, right? And so I went into it like, oh man, they've already read through this. It's going to, it's going to be a rough read. Why but- did we have to read it when we got you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but that was that was my mindset going into this. I was like, oh man, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be another Wonder Woman thing. Freya hates Wonder Woman, so I'll probably hear this from her. Uh immediately starting out, the artwork threw me off because it wasn't like traditional art like comic book style, it was very mm-hmm. childish in the artwork. But the more you read into it, the more it grows on you. Right. So uh-huh. first and foremost, this book is extremely long. It's extremely long. There are pages and panels in there that are extremely wordy. Um, I'm just getting all the cons out of the way. Um, it's extremely wordy. The artwork threw me off, but it's not a bad book. It's not. Uh, so it starts out with, you know, young Diana climbing a tree and she's trying to get a view of the mascara, the home that she loves so, so much. Um, <laughs> I just love the way you said that. <laughs> yeah. The, her favorite so, so home. Much. Yep. Um, she then falls out of this tree <gasps> only, yeah, only to be saved by her kangaroo Jumpa. Imaginative name. Um uh, and well, then she bounced. Sure jumped to great ideas with that one. Yep, totally. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is why in the demoscary you get called by what you do. 
So that's why mm-hmm. the garden is called Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> um, so it it goes through, you know, Diana's. Of course, it's it's the adventures of young Diana. So it's going to be young Diana through this whole book. Um, and she's jumping through Themyscira. She's causing a wreck. She's like, I, I can be more. I can. I'm ready to go on adventures. I'm ready to be, you know, useful to society. I'm ready to have a job, so on and so forth. And uh, I love I love this clip here where she falls into the ocean. Jumpa just kind of like jumps or knocks her into the ocean. And she sees a shark and you're partially like, oh, my God, you're going to get eaten. But no, she's safe. Um, <laughs> you sound you sound excited and disappointed at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's because we were all hoping the shark would have gone up to Diana and been like, hello, my name's Bruce. Oh, no, I'm Bruce. Hey, do you want, so. do you want to come to a party? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Amazon's are friends, not food. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> it then jumps over to uh, a party where Diana's trying to figure out. She's like, I'm, I'm tired of being the kid. I want more to do around here. And they're like, aha, joke's on you. We've decided you're going to study and learn more. And so that's what she does. She goes to the library with, um, b- b- what's her name? I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head. Princess Twilight Sparkle, yes. It'll come to me or I'll read it through here eventually. But it's the person who is the scribe of the mascara. She keeps all the books and Diana's like, I don't understand why I should be here. I want to be outside. And the more Princess Twilight Sparkle speaks, the more she gets involved and interested in this story and she's like okay this is a lot more interesting than what i first thought it would be and then uh cleo this lady by the name of cleo uh jumps in she's like you're here to learn the truth not be swayed over by this lady's stories and opinions and theories and she's like oh shucks and they secretly devise a plan to find this lost lore book that aphrodite was apparently holding um, if you've seen the artwork, they discuss how all the other gods or goddesses are holding a book except Aphrodite, and so there must be a lost book. And it, that's the adventure of this of this story. Is through the most part of this, it's Diana trying to find this lost book, and so she overcomes her fear of the sharks, dives down into this lost area, this lost ruin, and this baby megalodon. Uh, guides her to the bottom where she finds the book she finds the book um it discusses war and pain and all the things that the amazons are trying to hide away and turns out it has some ripped out ripped out pages she goes to this old witch who I like has that, I like that page where she dives in that's class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i said the artwork grows on you the artwork grows on you um she goes to this old witch who basically talks about how, uh, for for example, Zeus, uh, when Hercules um, defeated the Nemean lion, he put his story in the stars, but 
nothing like that is meant for the Amazons. And so she can trust, uh, trust Diana with these lost pages, so on and so forth. So that way we can see the importance in uh, the story or oh. the importance in the truth rather than so much the story. Uh, the Amazons have made the same mistake. We place so much importance in a story that it has made truth difficult to tell is exactly what she says to Diana. So she hands the pages off. Uh, as she's sitting there at night, she hears a voice saying, you can read me. I'm your best friend. We don't have to wait till morning. You can totally read me. And she's like, huh, maybe I should read these pages. And she opens them up uh, and gets swayed by the story. And she gets depressed and angsty and angry like a teenager, uh, only to have her mother come in, tell her to go outside. And then uh, Princess Twilight Sparkle finds her over at the beach and she's reading the book and or she's reading the lost pages and uh, argument ensues. The pages tear. Magic ekes out and then suddenly Cersei's in control of Princess Twilight Sparkle. It's all been a ruse to get Diana to read the book, the bad book. It's so is the moral of this story that books are bad. Yes. Oh, okay. Don't read. You heard it from here. You heard it first from here, kids. Don't read. It's bad for your health. All <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's a joke. Don't. Reading's good. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> but um, but basically, this is just an ounce of Cersei's power. Uh, I've got to say, man, you've actually yeah. you, you've, you've committed to this, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah like you, I said, I, I I started reading it. And I was like, man, this is a long book, but I've already gotten halfway through it. I'm committing. <laughs> so I read through the whole thing. Uh, oh, 80 pages of commitment. That's... Yeah. It's a it's a long book, but uh, they fight off Cersei's hold off uh, Princess Twilight Sparkle, which now that I'm thinking is her name. Her name is actually Cleo, and I don't know the other one's name. Uh, <laughs> Rainbow but, Dash. Yes, we'll, we'll go with Rainbow Dash. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it talks about how, you know, in the original book, um, uh, the queen was the one who had the pages ripped out because it told her story and how she was the one that basically incited the war and okay. caused so much pain for the Amazons. Okay. And so she didn't want that pain to become known to Diana and the others. And so... Enter Diana's, you know, origin story. So, is it worth a read? I thought it was. You know, like I said, it started out rough in the beginning. It was long. There was a lot of, a lot of lengthy texts. Mm -hmm. But the more you go through it, the more you it latches on to you. Okay, excellent, cool. Josh, we didn't have to read this because it was Matthew's push. Nope. So, you glad you saved all that? Yes. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as I was looking through, because to be honest, is uh, well, since we didn't have to read it, this is actually the first time seeing it uh, was Matthew's review. So Matthew, mm -hmm. great job! You have now saved me nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yay! Uh, Yay! Glad I, can help. Uh, I I'm bummed oh. out that Jordi Belair did not really have a whole lot to do with the art because she does a phenomenal job with the art. And I feel like with her name on here, there should have been some Jordi Belair art. 
I'm well, Johnny, as you said, I'm sure that she had a hand as far as like, hey, no, it should look like this. I, I'm sure there were those conversations. Interesting. I even, even a variant cover would have been something uh, from Jordi Belair. That would have been great. Um, I actually, I do like her writing. I loved her on, on Red Sonja Vampirella. I thought it was class. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was, it was, I thought it was pacey. I thought it had a good depth for both characters that have been absolutely well, well and truly mm. um, published more than Batman at times, it seems. Um, so, you know what? I'm, I'm always going to be interested in stuff she's going to, she's going to do, whether it be her colors or whether it be something that she writes. This isn't aimed at me in any shape, way, or form, which is why I handed it off. No, the, uh... I it off like a pigskin on fourth and one. That's what I did. <laughs> there you go. But I, I would say that this, this book is definitely geared towards, you know, the, those preteen kids. Mm. You know, and, and I'll, I'll take my daughter for example. She's twelve. This would be the book for her. That's the target market. It's, fu- it's and, funny. and Matthew for not showing up. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny when every time we talk about young reader books, whether it be the preteen or whatever, I often think when I was reading comics back in the day, like when I was a kid reading comics back in the day, I didn't need a young book. I just used to pick them up off the rack. Has the comics? Has the lack of comic code actually, actually hindered? youngsters picking up comic books i now i think Ooh. it's the fact that society now is trying to be more conscious or more aware of age groups and what's appropriate i mean i i look back to books when i was a kid and some of them I, some of those comics i shouldn't have been reading yeah I did anyway <laughs> I get that. I get that. And I totally get your point and understand where you're coming from. But here's my question. Why is it comic why is it comics responsibility? Why is the comic book industry's responsibility to do that when my eight-year-old niece dances, my anaconda don't, my anaconda don't, you ain't not getting on till you've got big buns hun from Nicki Minaj that she sees on MTV. Or when she dances the uh body adi adi song by Melanie D. Stallion. Yeah. Right now, more people are going to watch that than are ever going to read a comic book. So, what my question, my rhetoric question, because we ain't got time to answer this bad boy, my rhetoric question is why is the comic industry to blame? Why is it comic books that happen? I, I don't, I, I wouldn't even say it's it's the comic industry. I've seen it with other mediums. Yeah, I've seen well, it with the video, I've seen it with the video games. I've seen it. Um, with some movies, but for whatever reason, social media has dictated the direction that stuff goes. And I think some parents just go not the not to their fault, but they just kind of I, I don't want to say they turn a blind eye to it, but they turn a blind eye to it, if that makes any sense. My, so, um, it is so much easier to access a YouTube video with Matthew Nicki Minaj as the whatever she does uh-huh. than it is to go to a store and pick up a comic book. Matthew's point is bang on right. My my friend at work, his 12-year-old, 13-year-old, spoke to him the other day and caught his dad watching Squid Game. 
you know the Netflix show? Have you guys got this? Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I'm so, like, I, I know about it. I got two books to do. It's not, it's not, it's not my thing, but the, the lad said to his dad, What you're watching? and his dad said, Oh, Squid Game. He said, Oh, what episode are you on? He goes, I'm on episode eight. He goes, Oh, just be warned, there's a bit, it's a bit racy in episode, uh, whatever. So, this 13 year old was watching Squid Games now. For, for what, however mature you are as a 13 year old, which is you know, whatever, somehow you can watch a 13 year old is mature enough to watch Squid Game, but not mature enough to read, say, Batman Imposter. Really, 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 is that what we're saying? Anyway, enough of the uh, public service announcement. <laughs> which Back has been to comic books, which yeah, is which, yeah, that, that was a nice segue though to the yeah, next yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, I've done this for a while, isn't it? Which yeah. is brought to you by the Dolphins losing today. Or else <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, I suppose, is the big bad bat. We haven't talked about Batman for a while, so it's um, Batman the Imposter book one of three. It's the Black Label book, uh, so we all know what Black Label means, it means mm-hmm. darkness. Um, no parents. Written by Matson Tomlin, uh, art by Andrea Sorrentino, who you'll have seen on uh, Joker Killer Smile. Colors by doing what she does best, Jordi Belair. Mm. And DC, I'm going to hold you to task on this. Why did it take me a good hour to find out from the internet, not from you, not from the book? Not from your website that the letters are by Steve Wands. Why did it take me? Why are you not crediting letters? Hmm. There you go, Josh. Hmm. Yep, but Batman the Imposter. What did you think? (laughs) Three words, three words, nine panel pages. Was there any in there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's there was a few. There, mm-hmm. there, there was. Okay, so to to be honest, this was one of those books. You know how I've mentioned many times that there needs to be a balance of both the artwork and the writing mm-hmm. in order for the story to be readable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The artwork. There was so much going on on this. It was distracting from the story. I got lost in what was going on mm-hmm. as I was reading because of how much is going on in the artwork. The from the art style, which w- was different for Batman. I now on the flip side of that, um, it that, does that have that. It, yes, it does have that that indie feel, which I appreciated. But it threw me off because of how much is going on that I got lost in what is going on. All right. Um, I, I don't know if this is trying to take a grittier approach, very similar to the Batman. I'll take that as a yes, based on Johnny's vigorous uh, nodding. Vigorous nodding. Oh, oh. Oh, um, he, oh. he stopped drinking his beer to nod. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I mean, between everything going on, the nine panel pages, uh, 
I'm, I have to go back and read it again and mm. focus more on the story because I just, I got lost. Okay. Cool. It's a good shout. Um, Matthew, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this? A totally different train of thought than uh, Young Wonder Woman, I expect. Uh, it was a totally different train of thought because jumping from uh, reading Young Woman, Young Wonder Woman to reading this, major right, difference. Night and day. Night and day. <laughs> night and day. Haha. <laughs> Gotham night and day. In Gotham, night and day is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> There are no days in Gotham. Yeah. I have to say it's that one, one of, night. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite um, one of my favorite pages is the is the one where it has the uh, bats flying, but in each bat it shows like a panel mm-hmm. of the artwork. I did I thoroughly enjoyed that. Not that one in particular. Uh, the first one that we come across on like page five four or five. Oh, this one. Yeah, that one. Absolutely loved that. For mm-hmm. for some reason, I stayed on that page. I didn't read it, but I just what or I I just focused in on the artwork on that page breathed for a while it. before going back. It. Yeah, I was just I was just taking it in. Uh-huh. It was very aesthetically pleasing for me. Um, but just like just like with what uh, Josh said, there's a lot of art to kind of just go through before you can focus on the words. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. Um, if they had extended the book by like three or four pages and just taken the artwork and just spread it out, it would have been so much, it would have been so much better. It would have been so much better if they took some of these nine panel pages, mm-hmm. cut them in half and put them on the next page. But, you know, there's all sorts of issues coming with, creating comic books such as like limiting on pages, limiting on size, so on and so forth that I don't know. I'm not, I don't make comic books. I, I'm not an editor of any kind, so I can't put my two cents in that way for it, mm-hmm. but it was a good story. Um, it was a good story. We start out with, you know, Batman being hurt, finding mm-hmm. his, uh, discovering how he got hurt and then finding his way into uh this lady's office i believe her name was wesker no pumpkins it's dr leslie this is this version's uh, i saw i saw the wesker building so i just so um so leslie tompkins is a character from batman of any generation basically okay originally she was the guy she was the girl an old socialite who was living on Park Lane which is known as Crime Alley that comforted young Bruce after his parents got killed okay as her story progressed she becomes like a physician she helped hide Steph when Steph was injured she's known about Batman she hasn't known about Batman so from this black label book which we all know is out of continuity you know this could be how um and it's alluded to in the text that she knew Bruce when he was little before he went left Gotham in the first place uh, this is how she finds out that Bruce is Batman. Okay. There you go. Well, cool. well, then there you go. And it's kind of like that whole psychiatrist thing going on. Yep. So I, I did enjoy, you know, seeing Bruce talking with a psychiatrist and trying to, yep. you know, find his own headspace. Cool. And then my next favorite panel was the one where he and the uh, tower are whited out with the scene of Gotham before him. Mm-hmm. And then the lower panel, you can see that one beautiful tear. 
sinking yeah. down his cheek. I think I think you've nailed this one, uh, Matthew. Um, I think this, and, and Josh to an extent, this book there is it is just gorgeous to look at. Um, there is a lot of writing towards the final third of this book to go through. Um, it's easy to get confused. Who's who? Wesker, of course, of course, we know him as Arnold Wesker, who is the ventriloquist. Oh, okay. And not it, in this, it. not in this. He's the uh, one of the uh, businesses that seems to be under threat by Batman. So obviously, he's a dodgy businessman. Um, Plot-wise, who's the imposter? Why he's there? It's that. It's 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 been it's done before. One. Yeah, I mean, Legends of the Dark Knight did this type of thing a fair few times. Um, Art-wise, reminds me of Maria Lovett from mm, yeah. uh, Faithless. Um, it also has a little bit of Michael Gados on there um, from uh, I think it's the Black Hood, which is part of the Archie adult imprint. Um, so. If you like your art a little bit esoteric, a little bit, I mean, look at that panel. He's up, Matthew's absolutely right, the way it kind of contrasts absolutely brilliantly. Um, Leslie Tompkins gets a, she gets a, she gets diversified. Mm. Anyone have a problem with this? I mean, like, like you said, there's so much stuff out of continuity that, you know what, just run with it. Yeah, and I think that's a, a way to look at it because when, Leslie Tompkins was first introduced in Batman. Uh, we're back around Detective 237 off the top of my head. I'm, I am going off the top of my head there. Um, she's a little old lady that looks like Aunt May. And we all know mm -hmm. how she's she's sort of changed through that. There you go. I can hear you clicking, so Josh must be checking to see whether or not I'm right. Oh, no, that was me clicking. Uh, <laughs> that was me clicking. Okay. I was pulling up uh, the next panel. So... This book for me is an absolute gem. It's good to see. I think after a couple for me, a couple of black label books have been a little bit of a hit and miss. I think this one kind of um re re resets the balance a little bit. And I do agree, it is massively influenced by um the Batman movie that's coming out next year. Yeah. Very dreamy. Yeah. Um, lots of red in the first first act. Yeah. Cool. Definitely worth your money. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Before we dive into our last book, it is advert time. Josh. Oh, yeah. So here we here we go. There you go, just another reason to check out new CPN for all your favorite shows. All right, be warned. Just don't do it whilst you're watching this, all right? <laughs> all right, uh, we've said her name once. Shall we say her name twice? Well, I picked this book um, mainly because Just wasn't answering his tweets. Uh, I picked this book. <laughs> Because I looked through the Wonder Woman 80-year-old special anniversary mm. from the other week, and I was reading the Steve Trevor book, and it was like, Wonder Woman's dead? Read more in 780. So it's what I did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, do what I'm, I do what I'm told. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stupid about this. Um, all right, so let's get into the nitty gritty with this. Um, so, written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan. Um, art is by Travis Moore on pages one through 22 and 30. Steve Pugh is around for pages 23 through 29. Uh, Colours are by Tamara Bonvillain, who has got the coolest surname of anybody in comic books right now. Um, and her work is absolutely spot on. Um, letters about Pat Brousseau, or Brousseau, Funny, her first name was John. Uh -huh. Then she could be John, John Bond villain. <laughs> or James, James Bond villain. James Bond villain. But it's not, it's Tamara. So so Tamara, sorry for all the bad jokes regarding your fantastic name. Please note, we love your work. We think you're mm -hmm. fantastic. All right, so there you go. Um, as I was saying, letters are by Pat Briseo, um, which um, is hard for me to say. Um, and to be fair, I think I've given him, I think I've given him some grief before over his letters in the previous Wonder Woman series. So, where shall we start? Well, as as Matthew seems to have an affinity for Wonder Woman. What? No, no, don't start with me. <laughs> don't, don't start with you. No, you, it's your book, man. You start. It's not my book. <laughs> what? It's I, actually, you if if you guys were paying attention to the tweets, I said I would yeah. actually pick this one up. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So. That's why, that's why I was confused. I, I can sum up the book in three words. Wonder Woman returns. Hey. Hey. And that's really what it is. Like, she is back. She's back with the Justice League. And this book is just her reconnecting with the Justice League and their reaction seeing her return as well. It shows how important she is to them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we can uh, even see Black and Ariel being like, <gasps> Diana! And Johnny well, gets kidding? a full view of I mean, let, let's be honest. Batman <laughs> is smiling. Mm -hmm. how, often, how often in books... Not excluding the sixth, was it the sixties or fifties? And he had the perma smile. Um, sixties, but how often do we see Batman smile? Not often, no, we saw it in the killing joke, mm -hmm. Not yeah, and the Batman who laughs. <laughs> we see a lot of it there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Johnny, it is just. <laughs> what did I touch a sore subject or something? I don't know what's going on? For the record, I didn't do that. Damn, well, I, 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 the, I know I, exactly who did. I blame the audio guy. I blame the audio guy too. <laughs> of course. But um, Johnny, I mean, hey, you hit it right on the head. It it shows just how important Diana is to the Justice League as a whole. Um, yes, we, we see Black Canary, who's super excited to see Diana again. Mm -hmm. So much that she jumps into her arms and we get fishnets. That is probably some of the best fishnets we've seen in comics as of late. Yep. Probably Johnny, why Johnny would you agree? Wanted, probably why Johnny picked up this no, book in no, IRL. I think, I, think, I think we saw more fishnets in uh, Deathstroke Incorporated. Oh, okay. There were, but, there were a lot in there, yeah. I mean, character design was spot on. Yeah. I, honestly, I think Black Canary was the best in this book. I digress. Um, <laughs> you know, seeing Diana reunite with their mother and, and their interaction, 
this is honestly just a feel-good book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And I thought the artwork was was great, even though we're switching artists in between, you know, halfway through the book. Yep. I didn't even feel like it was a huge change, mm. which, that- <clears throat> to the artist's credit, is a great job mm-hmm. where you can have, you know, two different styles jump in halfway through the book and it maintains consistency and continuity in the artwork. Mm-hmm. So job well done. Um, honestly, th- this is just a great book to read. And I know we had given Diana a lot of crap as of late mm-hmm. um, in books prior. So I'm happy to have a book with Diana that we're not going to talk crap on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this book. I thought it was probably Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman as a book is one of my guilty sins in that I always... I always check it out. I always flick through and find out what's going on. I have been a little bit uh, lapsed when Hippolyta came into the book because I'm not a big Hippolyta fan. I am all about Diana. Sue me. Um, <laughs> what? Hippolyta. Hippolyta. It's Hippolyta. Hippolyta. It's Hippolyta. <laughs> Trust I know. Me, I... I know how to pronounce it, but I'm <laughs> pronouncing it the way I want to. Hippolyta. Right. So, okay. so does that mean it's just uh, soon too too odd? Yep. What? <laughs> yep, that's exactly how you pronounce it. Uh, it's actually pronounced a jasoon tadada. Tadada. Okay, that's right. Yep. There's two what's, D's there. What's tadada? It, it, it's okay, AA Ron. It's, it's okay. It's, Look. It's, <laughs> it's you ask your friend Dinais and Timothy. And <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. All right, all right. So right, okay, yeah. So, sorry, sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Obviously, Orangi is the new Balak. 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 It, look, it's okay, John. You're, you're older Balaki. than us. It just takes a little bit for the brain cells to kick in. It's fine. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Where's that mute button again? <laughs> um. Oh, are you going attack again? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just be out. So, See you guys. <laughs> get back here. <laughs> you've, had too, you've had too much time off already. All right. Okay. Um, so yeah, this book is absolutely. It reconnects the reader with to who Wonder Woman is. It reconnects Wonder Woman to the DC universe again. And um, of course, there's little signs and portents um, for what is due and what's going on because she's not quite herself in in times, which is going to be interesting down the line. Um, What I find particularly um, tricky is the fact there's now three Wonder Womans and there's going to be, because there's Nubia, Hippolyta and Diana. On top of that, you've got Wonder Girl, Donna Troy Wonder Girl and Cassie Sandsmark Wonder girl so i mean that's a whole lot of wonder in the dc universe i wonder what's going on don't do it don't do it i'm don't not you do I'm not, it I'm not, I'm not touching i'm not touching <laughs> all right okay so that's my thoughts on the book matthew uh i think both of you hit the nail on the head like i said it's it's marvelous artwork all the way through just absolutely well done it's great to see Diana return. Honestly, when I picked this up, I was like, when did Wonder Woman die? But the fact that she's back and we can see the impact that she has on everybody 
when she comes back is done really well? Um, <clears throat> it's a great question. When did Wonder Woman die? Well, it's part of the Infinite Crisis Zero, mm-hmm. um, which is she was brought up into the higher realms after saving the multiverse. That's what I. That's where I assumed it was, yeah. but I wasn't for certain. So. That's cool. It's cool. It's fine. I mean, that's what I'm here for. You know, you're, you're <laughs> the guy who knows all. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Like I Excellent. said, you're, you're like I said, you're older than us. There's more room to fit fit stuff in that brain. It just takes a while to kickstart. Oh boy! Remember that. Remember that time earlier when I said once I start digging, I just might as well keep going. Yeah, because well, Jeopardy you know, I might be... questions are gonna suck. <laughs> 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 oh crap! It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, lucky I'm not the old I have Alzheimer's. I remember that. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have time for another quick book to get in there? Do you think? If we make it super what, quick, one one last ride. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. One last book and one last ride. Right. So I'll quickly run through this. Uh, this is Justice League Last Ride, number six of seven. So it's a penultimate issue, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Miguel Mendonica, colors by Enrique. Angeloni, Angelina, oh, whatever, and world design. Um, I'm going to start this one off whilst we look for the images. Do you want to hand with the image? Because I've got it right here. Yep, yep, go for it. Um, share two seconds. I will say now that I absolutely thought this book was very much like Wonder Woman, an absolute blast. I thought it was such such a fun read. I did not expect it to happen like this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the art was was teeny boo i thought some of the ideas behind it was really good the fact it makes logical sense that dark side should have a green lantern ring you know because he's all about mm-hmm. willpower right mm-hmm. somebody gets killed that the ring goes off looking for willpower not oh i'm looking for a superhero with great willpower mm-hmm. you know? makes you question why lex luther hasn't had a ring by now mm-hmm. um but you know what it feels like such a traditional comic book great ideas here you've got cyborg superman matched up with Brainiac. Brainiac. Who, why did it take eight years to think of that? I don't know, but it was, that was an, such a cool idea. I mean, not only that, but you've got Darkseid who's rocking the power of the Green Lanterns. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How Absolutely. kick-ass is that? And even better when he kicks off Apocalypse. I mean, what a great mm-hmm. picture of Wood Woman for right. that. Yeah, she looks great there. Wonderful artwork in this book. And then went there, just yeah. that worries you. You know, do you but, think that triggered Superman thinking it was Krypton? Like, oh no, not Krypton again. <laughs> he probably didn't go there because he saw green. I was like, nope, getting away from that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm out. Peace. See you. <laughs> Have fun, you guys. Um, no, it was this harks back for me, like some really old school justice league books where it's just let's go balls to the wall and just put loads of action in there you know i feel like that should have been a quote for the book this is balls to the wall action <laughs> definitely um what do you guys again the green lantern the green energy inspired parademons yeah this is like one of those one of these throwaway books you kind of think, oh, it's just a, it's just a book. It's just a Justice League book. It's only going to run seven, seven issues. It, it's kind of, you, you, you give it away because you think, ah, I'm, 
I'm done with it. Infinite Crisis just sucked all my energy out of it. But then you look at this book and it's like the final page, the final page where you mm. get, um, I'm not going to spoil it until we get there. I mean, look at that. Mm-hmm. You've always said that he's the heart and soul of the Justice League. Yep. And there you go. Can, what you can guys I think? also bring, bring attention to the fact that the Justice League even gets so desperate <laughs> that they go to yeah. hire Lobo? <laughs> they go to hire Lobo! <laughs> if, I think that was probably my least favorite bit when he opens up really? the Yeah, I mean, I get, I get the idea, but then he gives it the whole, like, to me it sounds as when he said, about the money, it was like back credit card, never leave home without it. I was like, <laughs> just uh, true, a step, a step too far for me on that bit. But I, uh, I, I don't know, I, I find the comedic value in that they're they're using all their resources, yeah, to stop Dark Side and hell. Let's include Lobo and put a hit on Dark Side <laughs> that is so unjustice league. That the fact that the Justice League is doing it makes it even funnier to me. Yeah. I thought I thought just how been... desperate they are. Yeah. I thought this yeah. has been a quiet sleeper of a book, to be honest. And I know I bought the first issue, and when my local Forbidden Planets forgot that I had ordered it and it wasn't in my order, I didn't cry about it. Now I'm a little bit pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. No, I mean that, that's fair, but at the end of the day, it was like you said, balls to the wall action. Great, just a it, this is a solid Justice League story. Maybe better than the regular book. Yeah, it's one of the few times that I mean, not only do we get both Hal Jordan and John Stewart, right, right. right. And Apocalypse. And Apocalypse. As a and Dark Side. <laughs> and Lobo. I mean, this is just a mass of characters. And at the rate this is going, we don't even have to worry about Flash resetting the timeline. Mm-hmm. And doing what Flash does. Just running away and reset everything. So That concept's getting pretty worn out. <sighs> Tell me about it. How many times he's done it. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that yeah, yeah. Damn it! Moving Mary along. Allen. Right. So there you go. That's four books and a DC fandom review, all in one episode. And we even had time to take the Mickey out of uh, Matthew and Josh and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much for spending the time. I really do appreciate it. Um, for everyone else. Don't forget to check out the UCPN for all your favorite shows, including Matthew. The Jank Think Tank, where we do gameplay, deck techs, and card combos, and all sorts of Match the Gathering content. Cool. Josh. Flipside Focus, your home for all things independent comics, with my awesome co-host, Johnny the Machine Hughes. All right, excellent. And of course, we can't forget the old-timers comic book show, where... The hosts aren't old, but the comics most certainly are. There you go, um, guys. Be a blast. Well, and and you can't you can't forget. We've also got for those of you who like migraines. I mean Marvel. We've got the No Price Podcast. I was going to mention and, migraines. Well, I, I know, I know, but we got to give the network as a whole love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've also oh. got 
the one okay. and only outside the panels with Johnny the Machine Hughes. And if you guys haven't listened to his latest episodes, you need to. They have been phenomenal. The uh, last one had a guest from uh, Crisis and Toyverse. Bobo mm-hmm. Mac was on there. Yeah. Um, and for those that do like everything that's migraine, check out the next episode next week where I will be guesting to give my views on some Marvel books. There you go. Yeah. So all, don't know all what I've done we have a lot here <laughs> yeah. on, on UCPN. So definitely UCPN. check it out. All right, guys. It's been a blast. As always. I'm going As back always. to watch some football of teams that can actually score more than 20 points, which includes the Jaguars now, not the Dolphins. Um, and that's it. This is Johnny Machine <laughs> Hughes saying adios. Bye.